Welcome to I Hate Sand, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Aaron. I'm Reagan. We're just three lifelong friends sitting around a table talking about hot Star Wars topics. We recognize that Star Wars means a lot of different things for a lot of different people, and we may disagree on the specificities, but at the end of the day, we all love Star Wars. Let's dive right in. Welcome to I Hate Sand. Uh, it's a podcast where three dudes sit down and talk about Star Wars from a lot of different perspectives. Um, and I'd like to point out before we get started that even though we all have different perspectives, we respect each other's perspectives. Mm. Unlike what a lot of people do on online and on the internet, um, it's a lot of hate. So... We're all just going to sit down and talk about these subjects and movies, and we'll just see where this goes. Well, I'll go first. Um, Obviously, I grew up watching Star Wars. I was young enough, or I am old enough to actually see episode one and two and three in theaters, which was quite an experience. Um, But I think some of my favorite memories of Star Wars are actually when I would like stay home sick from school. Cause my mom would go to the library and she'd get like the episode four five and six VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit on the couch and eat soup and crackers, drink a Sprite and watch star Wars all day. And those were some of the best days, even though I was sick. That's awesome, dude. Nice. Um, I only saw episode. I don't remember seeing episode two in theaters. Honestly, I yeah. was too young yeah. for episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely remember episode three because yeah. I went to see it on my birthday. It was in third grade and I had a star Wars birthday party, revenge of the Sith themed It's based, and, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. I also was too young to see episode one in theaters. Um, I know that I saw episode two, but I don't remember it. I, I mean, I remember, I know that movie very well, but yeah. I don't remember the theater experience, but I remember th- my experience with episode three very well because this was before the technology that theaters have that um, if, if you're hearing incapable, you can ha- now have this device that like puts up the subtitles mm-hmm. as you're watching, but only you see it. Mm-hmm. It was before that. So at like matinee times, the, the unwanted show times, they would have subtitled versions of the for movies everyone. for everybody. Yeah. They put mm-hmm. it up on the screen. So we went at like 11.30 a.m. on a Sunday (laughs) to see episode three because it was cheap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we had subtitles the whole time. And I remember... You skipped church for that, dude? What the fuck? And I remember in the scene when Anakin's burning and yells, I hate you. They put That was one thing they put in all caps (laughs) on the the bottom of the screen. (laughs) Though I did not see episode two in theaters, I... So it was for my birthday. Someone gave me a DVD of episode two and I watched the living shit out of that DVD. I mean, I was only like, I was only like seven or eight whenever that came out. So back then I would just watch movies over and over and over. Yeah. Same. That was one of them. Which is strange given how political that movie is like the whole story of that film yeah. mm-hmm. revolves around the, the changing political nature of the Republic. I know. Right. 
why would kids be so into that? Like, why are we still talking <laughs> about it? You know, now that, I think about it, now that I think about it, it was like I would go to the scene selection and I would just watch, like, the best scenes. <laughs> yeah, you'd skip, like, all the dialogue. Yeah. And, oh, that's where your, like, yeah. disdain for backstory came yeah. from. Yeah, oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, anytime I play, like, a video game or whatever, I pretty much just skip the cutscenes because I just want to play the game. I don't really care about the story that much. It could be, like, the best cutscenes ever, and he's just yeah. like, nah. <laughs> it depends on the game. Like Jedi Fallen Order, I would watch all of those cutscenes. Yeah, those cutscenes were really good. Oh yeah, and I would watch the arena scene in Episode yeah, Two. Yeah, it's a good scene. That's like the best part of Episode Two, I think, from the arena on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah, you can skip all of the like Anakin and Padme um, dialogue. Mm-hmm. You're not really missing that much. Which is where our title comes <laughs> from. <laughs> yeah. I don't like sand. Well, I think we all also played the games as kids not i mean not all yes. of them but like from 2000 not even that from 99 pretty much right after episode one came out they were pumping out pod games. racer games yeah for 64 like i remember giving that to my dad for christmas in like 2000 2001 you gave your dad the pod racer game mm-hmm. that's based yeah that's awesome. we got it for him so we could play it like all kids do <laughs> yeah like here dad this is for me <laughs> yeah um, but, yeah. I mean, he loved it from then on until it, they got bought out pretty much. Mm-hmm. They were pumping out all kinds of games. Yeah, we had this one. It was like a racing game, but it was called Super Bombad Racing. So everyone I remember was like the a, cover of that. I don't yeah, it was remember. I, I do not remember this. Everyone was like a, a little like cartoon character with a huge head, like in Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were like flying around their ship or vehicle that they were associated with. So like you'd have Darth Maul and he's in his like uh, Sith interceptor mm. thing. And yeah, that was a wild game. And it was fun because my family didn't really play that many video games together, but mm-hmm. we like played that one together. Wow. But one of the first Star Wars games I played was Jedi Power Battles. Really similar to Jedi Fallen Order in the way that the lightsaber blocking uh, mechanic works. Fucking Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> it's the hardest game I've played in a long time. Is it harder than Bounty Hunter uh, released on PS2? Because that I I, I stand strong in that that is the hardest video yeah. game of all time. I have not finished Bounty Hunter because I can't get past yes, a certain it's part. So hard. Mm-hmm. I haven't played much of that, but it feels like it's hard because it's just not very well designed. Probably. It's not. The mechanics are garbage, yeah. but it's it's extremely difficult. As opposed to something stepping on the stars, but like Dark Souls, that's mm-hmm. just yeah. designed yeah. to be really difficult. One that I actively played a lot was uh, Shadow of the Empire, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. an N64 game, which I actually just got on PC again uh, a few weeks ago, and it's a garbage game. Is it the one we were playing? Yeah, it's with yeah. the snow speeder and like you fight IG eighty eight. Nice. I I don't know. I guess it's just like because it's so old. Um, I got like motion sickness because I was moving so fast. Huh. It's like not dialed into the technology of today. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, we also had the epi- like they made the episode the original trilogies into Super Nintendo games, mm-hmm. and we had episode six for our Super Nintendo, like before episode one ever came out. I don't remember that. I never played it. It was just, those. I mean, if do you remember, did you ever have a Super Nintendo? Mm-mm. I, my aunt I mean, it was had a, one. It was a big thing just to take a movie and turn it into a video game. Like you just went through yeah. all the levels in the, the order of, that the, the movie went through, basically. Mm-hmm. 
it's a side scroll game. Um, and you're just going through all the levels mm-hmm. of episode six, basically. So you started in Jabba's palace, mm. but it's like a 16 bit. Yeah. Poorly designed, but we, we played That's that so a ton. Fun. I think the only one that I remember is episode three, revenge of the Sith. Did you guys play that on yes. PS2? No, no, I had it on my game boy advance. Oh, okay. Wow. Is that the one where you could have like a different ending? Yeah, you could kill Obi Wan at the end, mm-hmm. and then you end up killing Sidious too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Anakin would make a terrible emperor, though. <laughs> I feel like excellent work, my apprentice. There are none left to oppose us. The galaxy is ours now. No, the galaxy belongs to me. Well, he wouldn't have killed the emperor because the emperor would have come back anyway. Because the Emperor can't die. <laughs> nobody can. <laughs> Literally nobody. A few games we for sure played the shit out of is Battlefront 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Reagan and I were talking the other day about Battlefront Elite Squadron and Rogue Squadron, which were the PSP games. Mm-hmm. Um, I never... I didn't get huge into Rogue and Elite Squadron just because whenever I got the PSP, it was... It was about to cease to exist like the following year yeah. or something. So I got like a, a Star Wars exclusive PSP. So mine was white with like a, a Vader silhouette helmet on the back of it. And it came that's with Rogue cool. Squadron oh, so when cool. I bought it. So Do you still I played have that. No, I don't. Oh, damn. That would be I wish cool. I did. I know. I really wish I had it. I think a lot of people would agree that Battlefront 1 and 2 are some of the best Star Wars games we've ever gotten. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's undebatable. Yeah. The OG Battlefront. Not, we're not talking about the new Battlefront. Yeah, yet. that's a whole different conversation. That'll, yeah. that'll come later. Yeah. I remember I learned a lot about like how to play video games from that game. Yeah. Because I like at first I wanted to be like the specialist class with the sniper. Just like sit up super high and just like shoot at people and never die. But then I kept losing because I wasn't being that impactful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, but maybe I can just play this like normal soldier class and it's actually really good because I can just like kill everyone yeah. with the, yep. uh, the, the regular rifle. The regular assault class in both games is just so OP. Yeah. It really is. You can really carry. You can get the most amount of kills, I feel like. Ever since they, they put it back on Switch or uh, Steam mm-hmm. and opened up the, the servers, I've rage quit. <laughs> so many times and I've only had it for like a couple weeks now uh-huh. That's funny. And it is the most frustrating thing. <laughs> I mean the last time that I played with Reagan there was some guy on my team and he was just killing me <laughs> <laughs> he's on your team yeah he's on my team dude that sounds like me he yeah. wasn't even killing like the other team he was just killing me yeah at the end everyone had the like troll. somewhere between 15 and 2 kills yeah he had negative 2 <laughs> because back then yeah, they, yeah, like friendly is, fire was still yeah. on mm-hmm. in pretty much all games you just got and penalized. it just yeah just deducted from your yeah. your KD yeah I mean we could talk about at least what we've felt about the announce both that Disney was buying Lucasfilm and the announcement of um, episode 7 I will say I was very excited because we hadn't had Star Wars in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was exciting for me too. And I was like, oh, thank God, we'll finally get more movies. I will say that um, I really enjoyed Force Awakens as an introductory movie. Me too. Um, 
just because we hadn't seen the original characters in so long. Yeah. We hadn't seen them in like 40 years. But I mean, I can easily say that I left that theater super pumped. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I wanted to see it like the next, I think we went back and saw it the next day. Yeah. I I, saw it at least three or four times in theaters. I I definitely saw saw it it three times. times Before it was out of theaters. Yeah. It was just like, it was the hype because we hadn't seen a Star Wars movie in so long. And it actually felt like a, a good Star Wars movie to me until I realized that it was like a rehash of A New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Wah, wah. Rip. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But, but it, it, it was still did, fun. like scratch that emotional itch. Yeah, it does. Sure. It's a movie for Star Wars fans by and Star Wars the fans. the reveals, the reveals of like the Millennium Falcon at the very beginning, they're like... And the first order is coming down and they blow up the ship that Finn and, and uh, Ray are about to get on. And they're like, the junk will do. The garbage will do. And then it pans over and you see the Millennium Falcon yeah, for the first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, all of us know like, that's not junk. Yeah. Come on. It just looks like junk. And then yeah. the next reveal with... Um, uh, their Millennium Falcon being boarded by the ship that we don't know, and then the Han the, and Chewie the, coming so, out. The door comes up and Han and yeah. Chewie emerge. Chewie, we're home. I will say the ship um, movement in Episode Seven, especially after they get in the Falcon, is pretty awesome yeah probably the best that, that we had chase to that scene point. through the busted down star destroyer yeah, yeah. you know she like turns cool. off the engines yeah wow, I them back on. Seven again now. <laughs> it yeah i just have so much to say about it just yeah. the fact that it is a star wars it's a movie for star wars fans by yeah. star wars fans that's a Absolutely. lot of outside of that it, yeah it's 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 a pretty hollow very beautiful shell mm-hmm before we move any further, I guess everyone should know what our favorite Star Wars movies are, and then they can judge us and think we're pieces of shit. Or Decide whether us. or not to come back. Yeah. Um, my favorite movie is Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, mainly because, well, it's a great story. Um, it's a great prequel to the original trilogy that we have, and it's dark. I love dark stories. Um, but I think it's mainly a nostalgia thing for me, why it's my favorite, because it was the first Star Wars movie that I saw in theaters, and I had a fucking birthday party centered around Revenge of the Sith, and, like, all my action figures while I was growing up were, like, centered around Revenge of the Sith as well. And then we got Battlefront 1 and 2, which were, well, 2, which was... It had a lot of Revenge of the Sith maps, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of it is just my childhood. Yeah, I feel the nostalgia thing really strongly, too, because my favorite is episode six, which, I mean, I think you could make an argument that it's definitely not the best Star mm-hmm. Wars movie, on like in depending on what category you want to talk about. Yeah. But like I said w- earlier, whenever I would like stay home from school sick, yeah. and, uh, episode six was always the one that I was most excited to watch. Um, and part of it is just like really silly reasons. Like Luke has a green lightsaber in that movie. <laughs> and, um, but I, because I'd played games like X-Wing Alliance, I w- had like a really, uh, deep fascination with capital ships in Star Wars, especially the Mon Calamari cruisers. 
but that wasn't really the focus of the movie, but it was just really cool to see those, um, those ships. Cause they're just like the polar opposite of a star destroyer. You know, star destroyer is just like giant mm-hmm. industrialized looking, um, triangle of death. And then the Moncal cruiser is actually not designed for warfare. It's, uh, what was actually cr- like more like a cruise liner. And then they would, um, take it and refit it. And it had more powerful shields than the star destroyers, um, but slightly less armaments. So it's just like, it's an interesting way to approach um, a ship design to take something that looks like really elegant and then outfit it for war. Um, So that's one of the reasons I loved episode six, aside from like, you know, the climax of the story, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, nostalgia is a big thing for which one's my favorite and why. Mm -hmm. I'm in the same boat, um, but like many people, my favorite is episode five, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I can't go wrong. It's a good choice. I mean, it's fantastic. Like it takes, I think it takes all the best parts of episode four and doubles down on all yeah, of them. Enhances everything. In, in every way. Yeah, you're um, right. It does. You know, bringing in... Erwin Kirshner. Erwin Kirshner. Bringing in Erwin... Erwin... God damn it. <laughs> bringing in Erwin Kirshner as director. I mean, George Lucas did a great job for introducing it and, you know, setting the vision, casting what mm-hmm. this whole enterprise is about to be even though he didn't know what it was about to become, bringing this guy in, you know, to come in and and enhance what had been put in place was a great decision, and he did a great job. But I would say that episode three actually made me like episode five even more because Yoda has been one of my favorite Jedis forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I always loved... I always loved Yoda as a kid. And so then when you... You get this new emotional attachment to him after episode three because you see you realize like just how much heartbreak is actually plaguing Yoda knowing that he couldn't stop what he saw coming. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at the end of episode three, you know, he, he kind of fails in bringing down Sidious and he knows what has happened, uh, with Anakin now turning into Vader. And so he escapes. And I, I learned recently that his little hut on Dagobah is actually mechanical. Like there, there are actually, everything is, is mechanized in some way. Huh. Be- it's because it's his escape pod. Oh. So he just set up shop. In I his, didn't know that. That's a nice I, little I bit recently of read that. And so, I mean, that just adds like so much heartbreak to it mm-hmm. because he failed and now he's just living in his oh, ship. It's a constant reminder of his failure. Every, every yeah. day yeah. he has to remember the fact that he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so now Luke comes back and he's, I mean, the, the initial reveal with him is, hilarious yeah he's just this weird weird little, little green, green dude <laughs> he's just sounds like an, a confused old grandpa yeah but then you learn that he's actually the wisest creature out there right yeah. and is an amazing teacher so all of, i mean all of that really gives me a, a strong pull towards it i like that i really like your point about like episode three and making episode five better that's really, i never yeah. hadn't thought of that before but it is like it's true. Yoda is like kind of responsible for the galaxy going to shit in a lot of ways. Like it's not all on him. Yeah, I mean it's not his fault. Obviously, it's it's Palpatine's fault. But he failed right. in so many ways. Yeah, he's a leader of the Jedi Order, so everything. And know. he couldn't he couldn't do it. So yeah, that's the first episode of I Hate Sand. Thank you for listening. And uh, Star Wars means different things to a lot of different people. It's a very multi-generational thing. Um, So we hope that you listen with your perspective and 
send us some comments or DMs, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at I Hate Sand Podcast. Please give us a like. Please give us a follow. We would love to know what you think about these episodes.